0: What? Cracking. Big dokes. I got a finger cracking problem. I got, I never cracked my toes. I got a lot of problems. But that's neither here nor there. We could spend a whole fucking live stream talking about my problems. Ain't nobody got time for that. Not in this economy. How we doing? What? Welcome bike to the channel. Welcome bike to thy headquarters. My name is Nicholas this is bdge big dogs got E fantasy football and we are we are talking week 13 we're recapping the games we're recapping everything fantasy football related we are talking about waiver wire for week 14 this was kind of a beautiful week in the sense that there were no real injuries like nobody suffered an acl tear actually no one fantasy relevant i never know what the fuck's going on with like defensive players and things like that so there might have been like seven defensive players that suffer torn acl shout out not shout out to them but like speedy recovery to all the unknown players that tore their acls this weekend i wonder if i'm ever gonna tear my acl it's like would i want to know that i'm gonna tear my acl later in my life or do i not want to know that right now that would suck you think if you knew that like someone told you like you're going to tear your ACL at some point within the next 10 years. Would you, would you stop? Would you start avoiding physical activities? Like your friends invite you to play basketball. But you know you're going to tear your ACL. Do you? Are you like, nah, I'm not going to play this. One. I'm going to sit this one out. But like you can't fade destiny, right? The only thing you can do is fade the motherfucking public. It's cracking. These hoodies are in store, by the way. BigDogsFantasy.com. They do not come cut off. But eventually, eventually... We are going to make hoodies that have like dotted lines across the sleeves that show you where to cut when you buy them so you can cut them off and get this fierce gear. What's cracking, everybody? How we doing? How we doing? Week 13, week 14, some housekeeping. I'll tell you what, it's a late night, very late night for me. It's always a fucking late night for me. I yearn, I yearn for the days. I yearn to come on here one day and be like, it was an early night for me. There's not even a fucking thing anymore. It's already going off the rails. What's wrong with me? I'm sorry. See, this is what's happening. This is this is what's happening like when I don't have injuries to talk about. I talk about my own injuries. Mostly emotional. Get off my screen, ho. There were a couple injuries to, to note real quick. First of all, Tyler Lockett, I thought was like dead. You know what sucks? Because I'm sitting here like low-key housekeeping all right animal did he lose of course he fucking lost i don't know why you guys keep asking he's gonna be 0 and 13 the 0 and 12 film worn bag is available on ebay right now for auction it's ending tonight at 7 p.m so y'all got like six hours to go scoop it i think it's up at like 37 right now i don't have the link right now off the top of my hand i'll put it in the description but if you go to ebay you just type in animal 012 and you'll be able to find the bag real quick uh so he's gonna take another l i'm sitting here in e-town get down i clinched first place I'm pretty sure now I'm just waiting for everybody to die and I see Tyler Lockett pop up and I'm like good Tyler Lockett dead not good but I'm like this is exactly what I thought was gonna happen right I'm just sitting here waiting for guys to get hurt so Tyler Lockett he was down injured for a while and it looked like he messed up his ankle it looked like he got hit in the head I think he was down for so long because he got hit in the back of the head they did a concussion protocol or whatever he came back into the game he is fine he's good to go light ankle roll I think it it'll be nothing significant he did come back into the game so he should be fine for week 14 Clyde Ebert to uh, big big fucking rip big RIP to anyone that had him in their active or had them in their lineup because he was ruled active you think he's gonna at least play like the majority of his uh, normal role in this one doesn't happen he doesn't touch the fucking ball he's just sitting there someone's sick someone's sick right you're sick with an illness and you think like the best thing for them is to just sit on the sideline in the cold weather I don't even know if it was a cold weather. I don't even remember who the Chiefs played yesterday. They played against Denver. They were in KC. I'm sure it was pretty chilly. Like, if you're going to have a guy active, he's coming off the flu. I don't know. Just ignorant, in my my opinion. But who am I to fucking tell Andy Reid what to do? So, CEH, I mean, listen... Brutal for a lot of teams. Le'Veon Bell fills in. and I'll tell you what, man. That guy is not moving fast. He is he is not aging well. So it, it, it looked like someone slipped a little codeine into his pregame Gatorade or something because my man's is fucking moving in, in slow-mo. Uh, 11 carries, like 40 yards, two catches, 15 yards. It's just Mahomes not targeting the running backs again. Uh, this is a problem that we've seen all year. But I do expect Ch to be fully ready to go in week 14. You know, the illness doesn't typically last that long thought he was going to play a little bit in this one. uh, They do get a relatively tough Dolphins run defense, nothing to really fade. But like C.H. himself as the player, the outlook, whatever for fantasy, it's kind of like a low end RB2 at this point because we don't know what we're going to get on the goal line. We don't know if he's going to catch passes uh, and not a great matchup. So C.H. assuming by week 14, low end RB2. Frank Gore left early in this game with a conco. I want to say it was after one like the first few touches or very early in the game. Uh, Typically concussions, 50-50 to get like onto the field the following week. I can't imagine how many concussions Frank Gore has in his career. Because this man has over 4,000 professional NFL touches. I wonder how many documented he has. And then I wonder, because I feel like he hasn't gotten hurt in like 10 years. And I would like to know how many undocumented he has. Because he there's no way this man is not just dripping with CTE inside his brain. I love Frank Gore. Like, you can't not love Frank Gore. But, like, good Lord. I, I Take it easy, my friend. Take it. You're like, your, your team's going to go and 16. You're like animal. It's like, I don't even know why you keep putting waiver wire bids through. I don't know why you keep coming out here and taking 15 carries. Um, It's a sad sight to see. So wish the best for Frank Gore. And we'll get into you know the waiver pickups that are associated with the Frank Gore injury if it happens to be a little bit elongated. So we want to do our favorite segment of the week. It's not really anyone's favorite segment, but it's mine because I get to roll this bitch out. Welcome, bike. Welcome, bike. Welcome, bike. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome, bike. Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin comes by and he got all the run. He was the only running back there getting any sort of play and he got all of it. Okay. He got all of it. Let's look at the usage. He returned Sunday. There was no Matt Breda. There was no DeAndre Washington. There was no Salvin Ahmed. All outs. And it's funny because you see a pessimistic and an optimistic viewpoint here. Adam Leviton is, I guess he's anti Miles Gaskin for whatever reason. John Daigle, very, 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 very excited about Miles Gaskin's usage. So, plays on around 70% of the snaps, 88% of the RB carries, or 87% of the RB carries, I don't know how, I guess, one rounded up, whatever. Gets 21 carries, two targets, a 5% target share, six carries inside the 10-yard line. Six carries inside the 10-yard line, okay? Obviously, all these players were out. So, We're looking at Miles Gaskin. We're like, okay, those guys return. Does it mean anything? Probably not. I I don't give a shit about Matt Brady returning. Savanak Matt, I think, would be like a breather back. I think, if anything, it'd be more like DeAndre Washington kind of eating into a little bit of the pass-catching role there. But Miles Gaskin, for me, rest of the season, solid, beautiful uh, running back two going forward. You can have him in your lineups. They get KC next week. They get New England the week after that. They get Las Vegas the week after that. So nothing that I... Don't like to see on the schedule in terms of like strength of schedule for the playoffs going forward. Tomorrow's video every Tuesday, again, will be the rest of season rankings, running backs and wide receivers, biggest risers, biggest fallers. See what I'm doing? Bird gang. Biggest risers, biggest fallers for rest of season, running back, wide receiver tomorrow. Uh, You can get the full rankings on Patreon. You could also get the in-depth waiver wire article where we give you like fab guidance and we give you waiver wire pickups in terms of, you know, would you use the number one waiver wire shits like that uh, much more organized and concise than what the fuck comes out of my mouth on a Monday morning. That's on patreon.com forward slash B D G E love Gaskins. Welcome back to Jonathan Taylor. It's the best he has looked running the ball without a doubt all year on Sunday. 13 carries, 91 yards on the ground. That is seven yards per carry. We're nice at the mathematics over here. Also catches three for 44 and a touchdown. He has that nice 39-yard touchdown, a little fucking swing route, and he cuts it up. Next thing you know, pay dirt. Look good, man. Was still a committee. Was still a committee, but he's starting to become the real one in the committee, okay? For missing week 12 with the COVID, he played on 56% of the snaps in week 12. And or week 11, sorry. And that was the highest. That was the first time he got over 34% of the snaps in the committee since week six. So that was a five week high. Gets the COVID, comes biking this one and gets around 50% of the snaps for the Colts. So it's good to see him continuous, even though he, you know, a lot of times with these committees, you miss a game and then the mojo is gone. That's like what happened with Darrell Henderson. We'll talk about Cam Akers in a second. You know, you start getting the big touches, you miss a game, you lose your fucking spot in line, right? Bike the line, fucking wait again. Didn't happen though. So it feels good as a, as a Taylor owner, let's not forget, let's not forget that Houston, who they played yesterday, probably why he had such a good game is literally so fucking bad against fantasy running backs. Probably the worst in the league. Um. That being said, you know, I mean, uh, listen, so 50% of the snaps is going to get it done against the Texans defense. Okay. That'll get it done. Luckily for Taylor, like the schedule is not going to be a problem. It doesn't need to be Houston every week, even though they do get Houston again in two weeks. They get the Raiders next week, and they get the Texans in week 15, okay? So he will be a high-end RB2 in those matchups. If he comes out and blows up against the Raiders, he might even get into the RB1 rankings for that following week against Houston. So he could be a really, really nice piece here for y'all in the beginning of the playoffs. Then they play at Pittsburgh in week 16. You can cross that bridge when you get there. But Jonathan Taylor, welcome. Bike T.Y. Hilton wasn't really dead, but I guess welcome bike to fucking Fantasy Relevance. He's got two games now in a row that were very usable. Week 12 against Tennessee, four for 81 and a touchdown. Week 13, Houston. He always fucking kills Houston. 11 targets, eight catches, 110 yards, and a tug. Do I trust him moving forward? No, not really. But like Taylor, he gets a really nice matchup slate here against Las Vegas and then against Houston again, who he just ran train on yesterday. Uh, And then Pittsburgh is a lot easier to throw the ball against for wide receivers than it is for fantasy running back. So, hilton getting involved like i still like Pittman. i still think Pittman and him are kind of like neck and neck in terms of rest of season value moving forward stupid it's, it's two big games for hilton against really really weak passing defenses so i'm not gonna go crazy about it but good to see him bike there and then david johnson like i guess welcome bike like he, yeah I, I, I welcome him bike but not i'm not like I'm not, I'm not welcoming him bike into my fucking fantasy lineup 10 carries 44 yards does get into the end zone Two targets, zero catches in the passing game. You have Duke Johnson, who sees six targets, six catches, 24 yards. Only two carries, though. Uh, They play at Chicago next week. They play at Indy the week after that. So while David Johnson is the starting running back now for Houston, again, he's not someone that I'm, like, excited about getting into my lineup. He'll probably be, like, a back-end RB2, high-end RB3-ish in the rankings going forward, which, again, will be available on Patreon.com forward slash BDGE, they'll be out Thursday before Thursday Night Football games for the week, obviously updated in real time and constantly updated for y'all as we get news and 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 depth chart shits going forward. And depth chart shits, speaking of, who is the starting quarterback for Philadelphia? Who is it? They're coming out as of like 25 minutes ago. They're not naming the starting quarterback. I mean... It's Jalen fucking Hurts. It's got to be Jalen Hurts. It makes no sense to throw Carson Wentz back in, uh, back in there. I like I get, there's so much sunk cost in Carson Wentz that like you probably need. I don't know. I think you. I think you just let Hurts play out the rest of the season as the quarterback and then have it be a battle in summer. Like that's the way I would look at it now. They're three and eight or whatever. I guess they're not completely out of the fucking running just because everyone in the NFC East stinks. But Wentz gets gets benched. It's about time, obviously. Jalen Hurts comes in yesterday, played in 22 minutes, 5 of 12 passing, 109 yards, a passing touchdown, and an interception. He had his you know, his hit and miss during the passing game, but his touchdown strike to the corner of the end zone was pretty fucking beautiful. Um, but obviously, you know, this is going to come with the turbulence of being a rookie quarterback just thrown into the game out of nowhere. And uh, it's a tough environment, but he, he, he played very, very well, all things considered. The big part about this is – his rushing stuff man he is someone who extends the plays he is someone who makes the offense move a little bit and they needed some juice into the offense and that's what he added five carries 29 yards again he only played 22 minutes so if he's giving you 30 30 rushing yards in less than half a half of football like that's what he's going to bring to the fantasy table they do get the saints this upcoming week so that's a tough matchup obviously they get the cardinals and then dallas after that so you know, the way I'm thinking about this is like he's obviously a priority add for super flex leagues. If you sitting on your waiver wire, he should have been picked up a couple of weeks ago, probably. Um, but he'll definitely be a streamable quarterback in one quarterback leagues, assuming he takes a starting job. I think for this upcoming week against the Saints, he's probably more of like a top 15 to 18 quarterbacks in the rankings. But after that, if he can hold the job and play against Arizona and Dallas, like I think he could definitely be a borderline streamable quarterback one, like top 12 kind of guy. So it's good to see Jalen Hurts out there. Good to see him ripping the fucking ball. Good to see him throwing the ball downfield. Good to see him extending plays, making this Eagles offense somewhat exciting again, I guess. And I'm not about to go into Miles Sanders. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it each and every week. I can't. I'm putting Miles Sanders is bringing out hoodie. Nick. This is where my emotions get trapped back here, and they ain't coming out. They ain't fucking coming out. I ain't fucking leaving. That's what my emotions in the back of my head are saying. Miles Sanders esque uh With Frank Gore out. So, Frank Gore, right? Here's the thing left early. So, you're like, ah, shit. Nobody's going to be good in this backfield. Wasn't the case. Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson took over and he handled the load, Rachel Starask, esque. Good player. Good athletics. Good size. 5'11, 210, 4'4, 5'40. Good speed score, good burst score. Like he's a guy who's got some juice and he's got some fantasy buzz throughout the years. He was on, he was ruining the, the running back by committees for carry on years before Adrian Peterson was doing it to DeAndre Swift and years before everybody was fucking doing it in Detroit to everybody. Ty Johnson's got some buzz in fantasy before and it's because he's got a nice little speed size combination to his athletics. And that's what we saw on Sunday. 22 carries, 104 yards and a touchdown. Catches both of his targets for 13 yards. So he goes over 115 yards in scrimmage and scores a touchdown. Um, Am I, you know, like I said, Frank Gore 50-50 to suit up. They said that they were going to give the workload to Michael P. Ryan going forward. That didn't happen with Frank Gore. So Frank Gore suits up. Like, I don't really have a lot of confidence in Ty Johnson to be like the main guy here. But like, maybe they'll do something fucking humane or do something normal for an NFL team they're like oh we have a young running back maybe let's see what he can do because we're a franchise that fucking stinks and we have no future right now except for losing games on purpose to get a quarterback maybe let's see what some of these other young stars can do for us maybe Rashad Perriman and Denzel Mims and Jameson Crowder can do something maybe we'll stop putting Frank Gore on the field but maybe they won't stop doing that so I don't fucking know. I'm not. I'm not overly excited about Ty Johnson. We'll, we'll we'll put it that way. I'm a little. I'm actually more excited about Adrian Peterson speaking up. DeAndre Swift. I don't even know what's going on with DeAndre Swift. He's ill. He's got a concussion. He's got this. He's got that. He was out on Sunday, obviously. Adrian Peterson comes in, two touchdowns, sixteen carries, fifty-seven yards, two touchdowns versus the Chicago Bears. They play the Packers next week, and the Packers have been like a bottom three, four team in terms of fantasy points allowed to the running back position this year. Really bad against the run. So with Swift, I'd, again, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if he's actually ill. I don't know if like he's having concussion symptoms still. They they have him out of the concussion protocol, so I'm assuming that's not the case, but I really don't know. So it it, it it's, it's it's could be anyone's guess as to what happens with uh, Swift next week. I do think I saw somewhere on Twitter that Carrion Johnson actually kind of tweaked his knee towards the end of the game. So it might just be AP and it might just be whoever the fuck else is randomly in in that backfield here to ruin shit probably for ap next week but like adrian peterson at this point he's just like racking up garbage time points for his career it's like in the same way that you might start a fantasy player and you know for adrian peterson it's like the equivalent of starting garbage time in the third quarter so you get the third quarter you get the fourth quarter the game goes into ot you change the rules so that OT has like four periods to it. That's what AP is doing here. He's just out here running the rock on like the shittiest of teams. He goes from like Washington to Detroit. And every time they need him to be like the starter, he just rolls up with like 80 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. His stats at the end of his career are going to be incredible. They're all going to be fucking meaningless and, and worthless. But like he's the, the garbage time points are beautiful. So depending on Swift's status, I, Adrian Peterson for me, Against the Packers next week, if Swiss is out, will be like a really, really solid running back, too. So he's got to be on the radar. For those of y'all that are Swift owners, I would just grab AP if I could, if he's still available on your wire. Kiki QT needs to be off your wire. With Will Fuller out, we weren't really sure how the targets are going to be dispersed. Tough matchup against Indy. Brandon Cooks gets, I think, like eight targets, but he did leave for a concussion test ended up returning so he did not suffer concussion that could have been like a career ending concussion if it was a concussion because that dude has like 72 concussions on his resume but it wasn't so he's good to go qt very good to go nine targets led the team eight catches 141 yards man Running 75% of his routes from the slot. So he is the slot guy. Even though, like, the whole running routes from the slot thing has seemed to be inflated in fantasy, where, like, that automatically means you're a good player and you're going to be really good for fantasy. It usually, like, very fucking rarely actually works out that way. But running routes from the slot, worth noting. Um, he needs to be picked up ASAP. They do have tough matchups coming up. I think it's it was Indy. I think they have Chicago next week, and then I think it's Indy again. Uh, Yeah, Indy again. So... um. Not the best slate of games, but we just saw what he did to Indy. And running from the slot usually means that you're not going to have too tough of a time against opposing cornerbacks, even though I think Jalen Johnson is the slot cornerback for Chicago, and Jalen Johnson has been a fucking absolute stud this year for them. Regardless, 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 Q T, obviously the number one waiver wire pickup at wide receiver. Number one waiver wire pickup at running bike. Cam Akers, still very widely available, man. Another really strong outing from Cam Akers. A lot of nuance to this. A lot of different moving parts here when we're talking about analyzing Cam Akers' performance in week 13, okay? This is his third straight game with a tug. So he's he's found Pater three straight. But this was the game where you really saw him actually pulling away in terms of usage and opportunities and touches and things like that. 21 carries, 72 yards on the ground, and a touchdown. So not wildly efficient, but this dude is fucking beautiful when you watch him play. Like, the way he moves got he's always juking dudes out he's a whole lot of cuts they all like fucking butter here's the thing Darrell Henderson left early with some kind of knee injury and then he returned but Akers had kind of like seized the starting role by then Henderson was the starter in here that's the thing got touches in the beginning of the game was the starter left and then it became Cam Akers backfield so Henderson only had three carries on on the day Malcolm Brown had three carries on the day for negative three yards. I can't believe they're still giving that guy carries. Darrell Henderson did pop off for a fucking 38 or 39-yard crib call. So uh, he does bring that explosivity to the offense. But Akers is like the speed and size guy. Um, he, I'm not going to say he makes what Darrell Henderson does redundant, but Henderson is like a, a spark in the offense guy. I don't think they want to run the offense through him. I think they'd much rather do that. Like they'll take Malcolm Brown's role give it to Akers, and then continue to have Akers play Akers' role. So it was 21 carries to three to three in terms of the committee. Um, again, it, it did happen because Darrell Henderson left with a knee injury early in the game. So it's possible that like they go right back to Henderson as the starter and give him 10 carries or whatever, whatever. Uh, in terms of the passing game, Henderson did have three targets. Akers had two, and Malcolm Brown had one. If we look at the usage, we'll pull up a tweet here from Michael Florio. Let's give me about 13 seconds. So Cam Akers, sixty-five percent of the snaps. Again, you could see the yards, you could see the opportunities and things there. So, uh, really, really good game, and it looks like you know you can start to feel a little bit more comfortable with Cam Akers in your lineup. But again, I won't put it past the fact that Henderson did get hurt. That could be something there. Okay, keep moving down, keep moving down. Colin Johnson. I, I mean, I, I guess I don't, I don't fucking know. Played on thirty-nine snaps this week. Is two strong games in a row he's had now. Uh, but he only played on 55% of the snaps. DJ Chark played on 87.3%. Keelan Cole played on 69%. Colin Johnson, 55%. It is possible, right? He's led the team since Mike Glennon has taken over the last two weeks. Colin Johnson has actually led the team with 16 targets over those last two weeks. It's possible that he's playing himself into more playtime and that we continue to see him getting more time on the field and cementing that chemistry with Mike Glennon. They play Tennessee next week. So if there's ever going to be a matchup to exploit and, and go nuts in, like this would be it but colin johnson is a guy who has like a near zero point fantasy floor so it's week 14 and you're either in your playoffs or you are fighting for the last playoff spot or whatever i don't know if i could confidently say i'm about to be rolling out colin johnson who again can give you that zero point fantasy floor at any minute okay anthony firkster at tight end if jonu is out we can play first again Seven targets, five catches, 51 yards. That's all you're asking for in a streaming tight end at this point. They get the Jags and the Lions over the next two weeks. I told y'all it was Tanny season. They've had the most ridiculous slate of tough matchups. That middle part of the year was so tough, and that's why Tannehill kind of took a step back. If You remember the beginning of the year, he was like a top five fantasy quarterback, has a tough matchups, gets pulled back. Now we're going to see him fucking rolling again. Okay, we're going to see him rolling again three touchdowns, like almost 400 yards passing. Should have had a fourth touchdown. A.J. Brown fumbled on like the two-yard line. Somebody else picked it up, got the touchdown credit for it. But regardless, man, this is an offense that you want pieces of for the fantasy playoffs. Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Derrick Henry, Anthony Fersker, if Jonah Smith is out. Let's talk some defenses. Uh, for next week specifically, I mean, I honestly, I don't know how comfortable we could feel playing seattle after they just got their asses beat by colt mccoy and the giants but they play at home against the jets and they are a streamable option of course they're probably going to be very i would say they're probably going to be like 12 13 point favorites at home those are always the things that you're looking at when you're streaming defenses you want teams at home you want teams that are big favorites and uh low over under point total for the opposite team now the one pickup right now that i think is really really interesting is san francisco they're, they're only owned in like 45% of Yahoo leagues. They're coming off a 17 point fantasy performance in week 12. They play uh, Buffalo either. I, I think they play tonight, Monday night football. So I don't know what happens tonight. So it can go either way, right? You might watch this and be like, you know, they, they played fucking terrible on defense or they might've played great. And then they're not a secret anymore. as a fantasy defense. I don't really care what happens in tonight's game. To be honest with you. Here's the thing. San Fran was save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. banged up really badly in the beginning of the year when it comes to defense and now they're starting to get their guys back richard sherman's back right like these guys are coming back and their defense is starting to play a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot better now they play buffalo and then they get washington and dallas okay and maybe immediately that doesn't like trigger anything in you but those are still two teams starting backup quarterbacks okay week 14 is, is washington week 15 is dallas So two backup quarterbacks, the Cowboys have allowed the single most fantasy points to opposing defenses on the year. Washington has allowed the eighth most fantasy points to opposing defenses on the year. So if they look good against Buffalo and then they roll through Washington, they roll through Dallas. Week 16, they play at Arizona. So it's definitely not a matchup that you're targeting to start a fantasy defense against. But if we're looking at like four or five straight games, you might be able to roll hot with San Francisco's defense. But for the next couple weeks, I really like... You actually might be able to pick them up right now because they have not played yet. I forgot about that. So San Fran's on your wire now. They haven't played a Monday night. You could drop somebody or you have someone you're not using that's in tonight's game or some shit. I really like San Fran as a low-key ad that you can play over the next few weeks as they get healthy, as they get stronger, as they <laughs> start fucking clapping cheeks for you, okay? That is probably uh, the majority of what we have for a, re- a recap, Okay. Don't start your crap, Nick. What do you mean don't start my crap? You come to watch me live. The only thing I'm gonna fucking do is bullshit and start lying and shit. What are we doing over here? What's good? Talk to me in the chat. How we doing? I get done. I get don't hit the thumbs up please if you're watching. Fake news what? Hang. Yeah, Kelsey's been the absolute god. The whole tight end landscape is literally just you either drafted Travis Kelsey or you didn't. That's really it. That's all it comes down to. What's up? Want a step brother? Um, I mean, I guess. I don't think that's technically how it works. Hey, it's my it's my good friend's it's my good friend's brother. It's my good friend's birthday. We're gonna give him a call on Facetime right now, actually. How about Darren Waller? Yeah, Darren Waller's a goat um even after a 200 yard performance he's nowhere near travis kelsey in the fantasy standings which should be insane nick who you got winning the fight logan paul versus mayweather yeah it's gonna i mean it's gonna be mayweather it's not gonna be even close but i do i I think it's really really interesting i think it's really really interesting i mean what do you guys want me to say about darren waller like i I mean there's no there's no actionable advice i could tell you from down waller i could just be like yeah he's a fucking beast but we already knew that um Oh, you mean like in terms of Travis Kelsey or didn't? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, like Darren. Yeah, Darren Waller is the week in week out tight end too, no questions asked. But he's not even close to Travis Kelsey. Um, so here's the crazy thing: I was I was watching a. Uh, I don't know if you guys listen to Dave Portnoy's podcast, the, the Dave Portnoy Show, and and he does another podcast with uh, one of the kids from TikTok, uh, the BFFs or whatever, and they had Logan Paul or was it Jake Paul? I keep forgetting which one's which. The one who just fought last week against Nate Robinson um they had him on the podcast and he's basically getting off of like 20 30 40 million to fight conor mcgregor next and he's like yeah i'm like the most sought after prize fighter in the world and everybody's getting mad at him they're like oh you don't deserve that whatever it's like this is something i talk about all the time like no matter what your profession is it goes from fantasy football and it goes to boxing and it goes to being a fucking plumber like if you're not a media person first if you're not a marketer first and then whatever your trade or profession or or craft is second you're going to lose in the internet age okay that's how these things work you can complain about it but the person who markets themselves the person who treats themselves as a media personality or a media company right we're we're big dogs a media company first fantasy football advice second the people on twitter that don't grow the people in the fantasy industry that have fallen behind over the last you know two, three, four years are the ones that continue to stay stagnant with what they're doing. If you're not marketing first and then looking at your craft second, you're going to lose. So Jake Paul has put himself in a position where he's marketed himself to be one of the biggest, um, I was listening to that podcast too, bro. And that's why Jake... Yeah, exactly. That's why they're getting these fights. They're they're getting these fights because it's not a talent thing, obviously. It is a marketing thing first. They're the biggest social influencers in the world. And they can leverage with whatever the fuck they want. And it's going to be something I use to leverage this too. Like once you build an audience of whatever it is you're... Like I give you guys value from fantasy football... When I'm at 100,000, 200,000, 500,000 subs, like I can start doing other things too because I've built leverage for myself. Like I could literally drop music if I wanted to and get enough like streams or downloads to be considered an artist. I could sell a fucking book that can end up on the New York Times bestseller. You know what I'm saying? Um, like you, in today's day and age, if you're not building yourself first as a media person, you're giving yourself no leverage. You can be the best fucking person algorithm maker you could you could do the best projections in fantasy football but if no one's finding them they're worthless you could be the best boxer in the world but if no one knows about you you're not getting the prize fights y'all know what i'm saying god damn Hmm. we're just in an interesting time you know what else is crazy crazy that um this is i I thought this was, was wild from a marketing perspective too you guys probably you guys probably um know who the th- there's this kid jay alvarez this kid jay alvarez who is uh just a really big social media influencer really big social media influencer um just like really good looking dude young kid he dated uh another social media influencer. Got wildly popular. C- case in point, he made a sex tape. Yeah, he had a sex tape, but it wasn't leaked. It was like a uh it was like a uh he, he like made a promo of a sex tape. And um I need to hide the chat right now because I can't focus when you guys are yelling at me. So he made this sex tape, but it was like it was, it was with this smoking hot chick. The sex tape was like really it, it was some shit you'd find on like Pornhub or whatever, like you know, like straight fucking this girl and you see her you see all the parts and everything right and this is a huge social media influencer and it's like one So one of his friends like filmed it or something and cut it up as if they were editing the video for a porno it's like a promo and i'm like like there's no way he would just randomly drop the the porno and i'm getting to the point i promise but i'm thinking like this this seems like it's opening a gateway to something more like it almost seems like he did it to open up the door for other influencers to start making Things that are a little bit more raunchy. Like he will now probably get a, a deal or he'll get an offer from some kind of porn site, whether it's like Razzers or Naughty America, whatever it is, for like $20 million to make a porn tape, right? He just released one for free for nothing, probably to build leverage in that capacity. And now I'm sure once that happens, like those companies are gonna look at other celebrities and other influencers and be like, look what he did. We'll offer you this to make a porno with your girlfriend or this other influencer or whatever and those things will be some of the most highly viewed pieces of content throughout the year like think of your favorite influencer in the world right now because you follow them cuz they're hot or whatever imagine they started making porn tapes the entire world would watch that shit so we're we're seeing a lot of really fascinating from my opinion fascinating things in the in the influencer world right now with the boxing matches with that you know, porno thing. I don't think a lot of people are probably looking at the porno thing the way I'm thinking about it, but it was really fascinating to me. Um, and I know this 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 has gone completely off the rails, but like this, I, I mean, fuck, fuck you. Like, you know what you're getting when you're coming into my live stream. This is just shit I like to talk about. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was fascinating. I thought that was funny. Turbo 300 says, start sit cut in and out shake shack five guys uh i haven't had in and out since i you know what's funny i've been to california like 10 times over the last few years maybe not 10 times maybe like six times eight seven times but i haven't actually had in and out in like probably since like 2010 i don't really remember what it tastes like shake shack i i do fuck with five i actually really like five guys like they're the most uh it's the most wholesome meal i think I think if you're going for like more fast food, Shake Shack, and In-N-Out, hit the spot. But if you're like really hungry, you're like, I want a big fucking meaty burger to just fuck my whole day up, I would say Five Guys. So I'm going to start Five Guys. I'm going to cut Shake Shack, and I'm going to sit In-N-Out. Y'all are y'all are like, what did I get myself into? But I'm speaking facts here. When this shit happens, when this shit happens, and in like a year, you're starting to see all your fucking favorite influencers drop pornos. You're gonna come by to this fucking video, and you're gonna be like, Nick knew it. How's Animals matchup looking, Nick? Not good, not good. It's over, it's over. Darren Waller almost Animal had his had, had his entire Animal had his entire lineup going at one o'clock yesterday, and Darren Waller almost beat him. It was the only one going. Who was the influencer's name? Jay Alvarez. J-A-Y and then Alvarez. You'll be able to, if you just type in like Jay Alvarez sex tape or whatever, you'll be able to find it. What else do we got? What else we got? Never moving. Pam and Kim K dropped their tapes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like Kim K single-handedly made herself uh, an A-list celebrity from that stuff. What do you think about guillotine leagues? How come you don't play in any? I, I'm not really familiar with guillotine leagues. Like, obviously, I've heard the 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 phrase and the terminology, but I don't really know too much about guillotine leagues. Is Mark Andrews still good without Lamar? Uh, yeah, I would say he's probably better without Lamar. To be honest, the way Lamar's throwing the fucking ball right now. Michael Pittman or Tim Patrick rest the season. Oh man, Tim is isn't Tim Patrick like the most underrated fucking wide receiver in the NFL right now? Nah, that's really fucking exaggerated. But uh I think he's probably one of the most underrated fantasy assets right now. I think that's that's a toss up and I actually might I actually might take Tim Patrick over Pittman. I'd have to look at the matchups again. I do think Indy's matchups are probably way better. So just off the top of the dome, probably Pittman. But rest of the season rankings will be out tomorrow again for y'all. Patreon.com forward slash BDGE. How you feeling about the Falcons? Uh I think we're I I honestly I don't want to talk about it. You got me started. Got me excited for a second, but like, I'm I don't want to do it. Empire or dynasty leagues. I don't know what an empire league is, but yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of dynasty. Obviously, I'm in a bunch of dynasty leagues. I'm going to be making the playoffs in all of them. Love that. Uh, Kid Cudi dropping Friday. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. The last time I had in and out was probably about the last time I was excited about Kid Cudi dropping music. And again, that was like 2010. Gallman or Acres, rest of the season. Oh, Gallman, bro, you can. Gallman's just been a fucking beast. I wonder if he's. I'm gonna look on uh, Spotrack and see what his contract situation is like right now. Like, you can't even really sit here and be like, "Oh, Acres has more upside than Gallman," but it's like, does he even? Yeah, this is okay. So, Gallman's an unrestricted free agent after this year. I could see him getting a nice little, a nice little bag somewhere to be like a one A 1A or one B like a little three for 16 kind of deal or something. I wouldn't hate that. He's been running fucking fantastic. And obviously, I mean, he's not going to have a role when Saquon comes back, but he's looked good, man. Someone's going to pick up a deal for him. Would you rather lose a fourth draft pick in 2020 but secure J.K. Dobbins or lose a 10th pick for Tom Brady or 14th pick on uh i definitely have no interest in the tom brady or pittsburgh i think jk dobbins it's i mean it's really going to depend on what happens in the offseason with mark ingram and shit but i'd imagine jk dobbins is floor next year in terms of where he's being drafted his fourth round so i would say the uh the best thing there would be the jk dobbins for the fourth round i traded dalvin cook and tyree kill for Devontae adams are you trying to piss me off guys I'm fucking starving right now I ordered I was at my friend's apartment last night and we ordered like $28 worth of McDonald's I didn't eat it this weekend's been fucked up I got a big ass tattoo actually, I'm not going to show you guys right now actually I didn't eat anything on Saturday and then I, I went out with my friends to this bar on 9th Ave and we got hammered really really drunk and the the bill came out we didn't even order food the bill came out to like 260 dollars, and it was like the first time i've been inside an actual bar and it was playing like club music it was like, and at first i was like yo this is really fucking loud and obnoxious i hate this because typically i hate that but i'm like i also haven't been in this environment in like nine months it was kind of fun to be inside like a, a club environment uh, so i was like all right i'm about it and we ended up getting wasted like had a really fun time the bill came and i was like yeah i'm just gonna fucking run this don't worry guys i got it look the next day it was like 270 dollars, something like that and i told everybody don't worry about it like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pay i'm gonna pay for the whole thing and then like i've fucking venmoed their ass this morning it was so expensive got wasted um i barely ate that day and it fucked me up yesterday and then i like barely ate yesterday and then I had a fuckload of Chinese food last night, and then I went to my friend's apartment, and we ordered all that McDonald's, and it fucked me up even more. So I'm in a fucked up place right now. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Shit. All right, I'll show you the tattoo. I'll show you the tattoo. You can't really see it though, because it's it's got one of those those bandages on it where it's like it's on my leg. It's that microphone right here. I love fucking ah. you can't see it right now i'll show you I'll show you when it uh i'll show you when it's done healing i gotta keep that wrap on it, it there's all like blood and it. it's it's like murky and shit right now I gotta keep that on for like four or five uh more days and then it'll start peeling and shit but I, it's it's a microphone I think it looks real fucking good right now um I don't know like what the point of that story was or what where I was getting to to be honest. Traded Hurst for Debo like a couple weeks ago, looking all right so far. Yeah, for sure. Hearst fucking stinks right now. How you feeling about Uncle Alvin if Drew Brees doesn't come bike soon? I think he'll be I think he'll be back sooner than later. Um, I mean Alvin like I said, he's gonna be a low end RB one, uh, until Drew Brees gets back. Any extra messages for Animals own thirteen bag, encourage the road to glory. Uh, well we we don't we we haven't the Owen twelve bag is, is up for eBay right now, is up on ebay right now. The Owen thirteen bag hasn't hasn't been film worn yet. We film Fade the Public on Tuesdays, so it hasn't hasn't been done yet. I'm a boss. No, I'm not like that was it, it, i i was I was being a farce boss. I was like you're all paying me back for that shit. You think Dobbins and McLaurin can get me forty points this week? Ugh, I mean, they both have to hit ceiling games. I doubt it. What's the McRonald's order? Uh, to be honest, like I wasn't hungry at all, but like, you know, like when you order, like it, it, this girl was like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm really hungry, you know, I want to order food. And I was just like, yo, I just ate like a fuckload of Chinese food. And she's like, oh, I'm not going to get it if you don't eat. So I felt bad because I knew she was hungry. And I was like, all I right, we'll eat some shit. So we ended up getting like 10 nugs, order fries, McFlurry, and, and then three cookies for a dollar. So it was a fucking dumb order, but like, oh, and a McChicken too. I think that's what she got. But normally the, the Ronnie Max order is probably, um, I, I, I like very rarely eat Ronnie Max. I used to get, like, I'm pretty sure I used to like live off Ronnie Max though. I used to order like a McGangbang, Bang. So a McChicken, a McDouble, Hella Fries. The spicy nugs for McDonald's are pretty fucking good actually too. The Oreo McFlurry with the three cookies is a must. It's a must have. It's a must own running back. What you got going for the rest of the day? Uh, I've got a lot going. I've got to update the rest of season rankings and then kind of get ready for that video tomorrow. Uh, might film bunk bed breakdowns with them later. I haven't been on with them. Once we hit double-digit weeks and I start doing the rest of season rankings video on Tuesday, which is something I don't do in the beginning of the year, that makes it hard for me to get on with them for bunk bed breakdowns tonight, which is why you see Noah and Mike running it by themselves as of recently. Um, what do I got the rest of the day? I probably got some other shit that, I, that, I, that, I'm, that I'm not thinking of. Do you think it's time to trade away D-Hop or MTN Dynasty? Uh, to be honest with you, I pretty much took an L on that. Like I thought prior to the season D-Hop was a trade away, but I think I'd feel pretty good about where I was if I owned D-Hop right now. Yeah, that tattoo on my shin hurt like a motherfucker. That hurt a lot. Most of, almost all the ones I've gotten so far, like didn't hurt, but that that one wasn't fun at all. Nick, what should I get for my first tattoo? Here's the thing: like, don't think about it. The first tattoo is always like the scariest one, and the one you just put so much hype behind. And you put it on a pedestal, then you get it, and you're like, oh, I like how it looks. I want to get another one. Just get something fucking random. Get something random. Get something small. Get like a fucking stool. Get a scissor. Get a fucking camera battery. Get a uh, glasses. Get me. Like, take a screenshot of me right now, and fucking get that tatted. And then you're good to go for the rest of your life. I promise. You think Ingram gets less than six? I put the over under at probably like five and a half for Ingram. How ecstatic is Snacks after the Giants game? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think he's. He literally just has electricity running through his whole body. He wouldn't shut the fuck up yesterday. bigger to service LaForda a Jones or Peterson to Sanders I, I feel like a Jones gets enough touches bro he gets enough that like he could do his thing Sanders Sanders doesn't get enough touches but also the offense is just so bad who goes number one in 2021 redraft oh easily uh C-Mac for sure Logan Paul or Floyd, who you got? I mean, it's Floyd. It has to be. I mean, he's like a minus five thousand in the odds right now. There's no fucking way he loses that fight. Not even close. Not even close. What's the goat tequila? Tequila Ocho. Tequila Ocho. Snacks in jail now after that game. Yeah, we have to bail him out every week. Do you have a B- BDG tattoo? Uh sort of. Sort of. It's it's not a good one. I don't really want to get into it, to be honest, either. It's probably the worst tattoo I have. I shouldn't have got. It. I got it on a whim. I guess they all did. My first tattoo was a barcode. <laughs> what is it? What does it come out with when you scan it? Can you like QR code it and something pops up on your cell phone? Twenty twenty one. Nick flies <laughs> Tyson. Uh, I mean if Tyson If he gets really really high Nah I wouldn't I would never step into the ring with Tyson You could like shoot him up with heroin Before the fight And I probably wouldn't get in the ring with him We're gonna talk about Eckler No we're not gonna talk about Eckler Fuck off Alright that's it You guys got everything I had in me today You got the waiver wire You got the injuries We got a lot of porn talk We got social media influencer talk We got tattoo talk We got Ronnie Max talk We got, we got everything We've got everything If I got a tattoo of you You gotta let me in the uptown league See that's how I know You're not even gonna fucking Ever be in it Because you call it the uptown league It's called the e-town get down league Different directions You're going uptown We're going downtown You're out You're fucking out Worst part about NYC in December The fact that I haven't seen The fucking sun in years Logan Paul making 30 mil. Yeah, they're both gonna make about 78 mil off these fucking fights. Would I fight McGregor for thirty million dollars? Uh I'm trying to answer this seriously. Yeah, I think I would. Like there's no way I wouldn't. There's no way I wouldn't step in the fucking rank for thirty mil. Is it UFC or is it boxing? I think I would prefer UFC because I'd like pretend like I was grappling with him and I just let him choke me out. I would just be like, fucking end my day. Put me to sleep. I'd let him like punch me like four or five times. Actually, imagine taking one of his blows to the fucking abdomens. Break a couple ribbies. Yeah, I fight anyone for 30 minutes. Fuck that. Would you rather be psychotic snacks or own 13 animal? Uh, Yeah, there's no, there's no alternative situation that you can give me where I'd rather be snacks in this situation. Even like the Giants win the Super Bowl. I don't want to be snacks. What if you pretended to get knocked out And the ref just never called the fight though What if like he knocked you out And you like pretended to get hit And then you're like on the floor Like waiting for the ref to like call it off And he just doesn't He's just like staring at you And then he hops on top you starts pounding you And like still he just doesn't call the fight Did Animal have a chance to win If you played the right lineup No I think I think whoever he's playing against Jason maybe uh, Was about to put up like a 170 burger He was out of control My eyes fucking hurt I have to stop living this life. Not on some suicidal shit. I meant lifestyle. Okay, I'm out. That's all I can do for right now. I love y'all. If you want the uh, in-depth, like, fab guidance kind of shit, the weekly rankings, in-season, rest-of-season rankings, dynasty rankings, access to the Q&A on Saturday so y'all can come and do this, what you just did today, with me on Saturday and ask me questions and shit about your lineups or about my fucking tattoos, about some titties. I don't give a shit. Ask me anything you want, but you have to sign up. Patreon.com forward slash BDGE. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I know you didn't get my best performance, but there's no such thing as a best performance out of me. They're all fucking bottom tier. I'm out.